Hello, hello, and welcome to my show. What is going on, everybody? My name is Rich, and this is the Dow of Rich. Um, again, that noise in the background is the road. I am a delivery driver. I do apologize for it, but if you search for the hashtag Dow of Rich, uh, it will eventually take you to my YouTube channel. I have plans on doing little micro episodes of the podcast, kind of, you know, 5, 10, 15 minute versions of the podcast, focusing on specific little areas that I that I bring up throughout the podcast um, try to go into a bit more detail plus the the video version kind of strengthening my my stance on the things that I'm talking about and then that strength coming back over to the podcast and back and forth and all over the place just a well-rounded bit of content and let's see where this all goes all right so welcome to the show what is going on how are you doing let's talk about you know what let's let's kind of start at the beginning here all right and do a little do a little personal history here and we'll we'll just talk about some stuff all right um so i'm married I have a bunch of kids. Each kid comes with a lot of stuff. And the important thing to remember about the kids in my house is that I'm the oldest kid. All right. And since I have a job, I've got the coolest toys. Well, at one time I did. And now, now I'm not so much focused on the toys. I'm not so much focused on the, on the stuff. All right. I got into minimalism. I got into minimalism because my house was a mess, right? And the kids and all their stuff, you know, they'd get all their stuff out and leave it all over the place and a big, huge mess. And, you know, we'd spend hours of, you know, begging and pleading and yelling and screaming and fighting and negotiating <laughs> and and ultimately you know putting down the the biggest threat of them all if you don't clean up this mess i'm going to throw it all away and they would lose it you know, it, it eventually got to the point where how about how about we just skip all of the yelling and the screaming and the fighting and the negotiating and I just start here because this seems to be what works instead of instead of spending the next three four five six eight hours of slowly but surely taking all of this stuff away we cut all of that time out and I just put the threat down that I'm gonna throw all of your crap away. Right? How about we just skip to that point? You get it done in five, ten minutes because there's not that much of a mess to clean up anyway.
And then you guys can go about your day. You've got, you know, you've got 24 and a half hours, or 23 and a half hours to kill. Yeah. Eventually, my boys got to the point where it was, you know, I made the threat and one of them looked up at me and says, do it. And after I picked my jaw up off of the floor, got it back into place, went and talked to my wife, she picked her jaw up off of the floor, we went back to the boys' room and had a discussion with them of, all right. <laughs> what is uh what's going on here how how serious about this are you and uh we we ended up spending the next couple of hours taking all of their toys and all of their stuff and uh, sorting through it, laying it out in piles, and you know, they they held on to a handful of things, and from there they were done. Like get rid of it. Me and wife, we threw a bunch of it in the trash. We donated a bunch more. We threw some more on the yard sale, and it all went away. Some of the some of the younger toys went down to the younger boys and you know but the older boys their their room ever since then has been pretty simple to get cleaned up and taken much time and and you know i i personally uh i i throw a lot of thanks and appreciation to the word minimalism. And ever since then, I, I've, I've done my best to try and apply it as, as, as strong as possible, okay? Now, you know, I, I have a wife and a bunch of kids. And being that, that ultra-extreme minimalist that's got five items, okay, is, isn't a very practical thing for me in my lifestyle, okay? But I know, I know that it's a possibility, so... I explore that possibility in my mind and I run scenarios and whatnot and and try to figure out what that looks like and then you know if I get comfortable with it then I apply it to my life and you know being being in that headspace and 
also, you know, get, getting getting myself to the point of extreme minimalism. All right, the, there. I I thought it was pretty extreme. Um, there's this guy. Ted Carr. Ted Carr. Ted Carr? Is that, I think that's his name. He did a video a couple of years back. And he had, I want to say he had like 19 items. was like the, the title of his, his video. And he... You know, that was the 19 items that he had, including his camera, all of his clothes, everything that he had with him was 19 items. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had a handful of other items that he kept at his mom's house, or at least that was kind of the impression that I was getting. But you you could see that it was it was a really rather easily adaptable idea you know that you live out of your backpack all of your stuff is in your backpack oh no I got a hole in my shirt okay I'm going down to Goodwill real quick buy another shirt for a couple of bucks and I'm good and I dig it you know it's just like you know, it, it, it was it wasn't that difficult of a thing for me to make the leap from um, from this extreme minimalism thing to uh, the the nomadic hunter gatherers. Okay, there's this this other video on YouTube. This guy. He just travels around the world with clothes on his back. He doesn't even carry a camera. He's not even interested in documenting this or or monetizing it. I don't even know what he does for money, but he's got a pair of flip-flops, a pair of pants, a shirt. Um, He's got a shamog that he he uses to cover up his face, a little microclimate thing, and... He uses it as a sling to put his uh, put his book in. He carries his, his stuff around in his pockets, and beyond that, he you know he he's got nothing. And I'm like, wow! <laughs> now I've always had a fascination with ancient history. All right, and it wasn't. It didn't take that long, and it wasn't that difficult of a leap for me to go from this extreme minimalism over here to, you know, the the, the nomadic hunter-gatherers that are our most ancient ancestors, okay? Because they didn't have any of this stuff either. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have any of this stuff 
know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't have these things to distract them. They didn't have these things to worry about. They just went about their day. They, they had their few little items and they gathered them up and they moved on down the trail and they set up for a couple of days and hunted and gathered and did repairs and wore down the resources a little bit in the area and they packed up and they headed out. I may be oversimplifying and over-romanticizing. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not trying to completely demonize modern society and technology and medicine and all that stuff. You know, I'm alive. My children, you know, like half of my kids are alive today because of modern medicine. Okay? There's a lot of people that I know that are alive right now because of modern medicine. So I'm not I'm not completely demonizing it, but I am kind of kind of pointing out that you know th- there's a, an easier way, a simpler way, a, a gentler way. To not not just to not just an easier a gentler way to treat ourselves but but each other and our environment and it it's kind of one of those things where you know you know what about what about jobs rich what are we going to do about money like what do we need money for So we can buy stuff. What do we need stuff for? And you, you start asking these these questions. And you're like, what what do you need stuff for? What do you need a car for? What's the point of having a car? A lot of people would answer, so I can get to work. Okay. So if you don't have a job, you don't need a car, right? Well, I've got a I've got a you know, put a roof over my family's head. Well, there's there's a good answer. There's a good answer. All right, not going to deny that. That's a good answer. But also, also could be that you don't you don't need a job for that either. All right, for me, I I turn to nature. Nature is you know, is, is, I don't know, it's, it's some deity level stuff for me, okay, a lot of people use the word God and turn to religion and stuff like that, I just see nature as nature, okay, you don't have to get, we don't have to get all, you know, God card out and everything, yeah, that, that that's that that's overcomplicating things. That that's that's going into the the using the word supernatural, and and for me, I don't think there's anything 
beyond nature. That nature is is that ultimate level thing. You know, is there something is there something supernatural? I don't know. Hey, there's a lot of people out there with with books and whatnot that that are like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, nature. Supernatural. God. God is God made all this stuff. Like, okay, maybe, I don't know. It, it, it's not it's not worth argument. Alright, you found what works for you. I found something that's working for me. I'm going with it, you go with your thing, and you know, hopefully we can be nice to each other and meet somewhere in the middle. You know? Um, but nature, in, in my viewpoint, and historically I think I am correct, that nature provides all of the things that we need. Uh, uh, Gandhi, one of my favorite Gandhi quotes, nature provides for all of humanity's needs, not all of humanity's greeds. Okay, everything that we need is provided by nature. But because we you know, we we do all of these unnatural things, it messes with our our bodies and our physiology and and causes a much higher rates of of cancer and cardiovascular disease and and you know the, the and ultimately these are all choices that we make for ourselves. You know, every day I make the choice to to sit around the house and watch TV and and drink soda and eat crap food and and the price that I've paid up to this point so far is being fat. Right. I've probably got some health issues going on that I'm, I've not been able to afford to go to the doctor and check out or deal with or whatever. And, and I know, well, I, I won't say with 100% certainty that I know, but I've got a sneaky suspicion that if I, if I cut back the soda and drink a lot more water and replace the you know, replace the crap with a, with a salad or two instead that my weight will come down a little bit and my health will come back up a little bit things balance back out my health comes back and all is well for the most part for as most of a part as my 43 years will allow. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, you look at... You look at, like, some of these, these spiritual masters. Okay, Taoist, Buddhist, even... Even, you know, in, in the 
the the Western you know of, of uh, Christianity and, and stuff like that. These 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 deep spiritual things. Okay. They reap. They live to these ripe old ages, deep into their nineties, well into their hundreds, and and every day it's it's a every day is a deep spiritual trip for these people, and you see the smile on their faces, and even uh, even at their funerals. When they've passed away, you see a you see a normal person at their funeral, at their at their wake, at the at the visitation of to see their body, right? A, a normal person, they've got like a normal look on their face, a and a nondescript <clears throat> expression on their face, or just kind of meh, whatever, right? I don't know if it's something that they do to like the Pope or or whatever, but there's a there's a slight smile on their face. And I'd imagine at the Dalai Lama's funeral, I'd imagine at Thich Nhat Hanh's funeral, okay, to walk by that body and, and pay your respects and the gaze upon their face one last time there's there's you know a hint of a smile there and not not just a you know a regular a regular droop of a face there you know there there's a, a an unintended smile like the 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 mortician works their magic and lays them out and you know, you kind of step back and you look at it and you're like, I didn't put a smile on their face. You know? For me... For me, this all started with minimalism. Up to that point, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago, I'm not sure. See, a couple of years back in November, we moved from the St. Louis area to uh, Springfield, Missouri. Right, A little bit outside of town. And it, I, I tell you what, I got into minimalism, saw some immediate results, some instant gratification, and it, it got the snowball rolling. After after a few months of playing around with getting rid of this thing and getting rid of that thing, you know, saw some more results. 
And it was awesome. I ain't gonna lie, it's awesome. And then um, we went on a Disney cruise. All right, we were gonna be gone for 10 days. Not on the cruise, well, we, we flew out of Illinois down to Jacksonville. Uh, from Jacksonville, we had to drive to uh, Orlando to stay at the resort that we were going to. And then from there, we drove to uh, Port Canaveral, to where the, where the cruise ship was. And then we did the cruise um, until uh, bright and early Sunday morning. And then we, we got up, got off the boat, we drove back to Jacksonville, we got on the plane, flew back to Illinois, drove back to the other side of St. Louis, got home, hung out for a few hours, uploaded a bunch of videos and, and pictures to Facebook, closed our eyes, went to sleep, and I went to work the next morning. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> we were in the middle of packing because we were moving down here and the, the whole time that we were gone was one of those first really big tests to see if I had it in me if I, if I could make it me personally if I could make it the next 10 days with only the items that were in my backpack, right? Now you've got to keep in mind, up to this point, I am, I am pushing hard to be the ultimate prepper, okay? Top level prepper, top level survivalist, I've got stuff coming out of my ears, right? The house that we were living in, I was trying to turn into some sort of a city-style homestead, right? I failed miserably for three years. couldn't I couldn't make anything grow you know <laughs> every February I would put seeds and dirt inside and we tried the toilet paper rolls we tried the little miniature greenhouses I would have hundreds of seeds started and and all these little starts ready to go and I would put them in the ground and it wasn't even a week later everything was dead Like they were strong and healthy and, you know, 
lots of roots and every, you know and everything died and it was it was you know an, an emotional roller coaster <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't grow anything and for me that ultimate level of of prepper and survivalist is, is to is to be a homesteader right and and being at that level you've got to have a lot of stuff and you've got to have a house you've got to have property you've got to have you've got to have all of this stuff and here I am trying to be this this extreme minimalist and at the very least I you know I I wanted to hold on to my survivalist mindset of you know if I'm out in the woods and I get separated from my gear I at least have these these primitive living skills that would afford me the opportunity to you know flint flint nap a knife and then from there you know create cordage and chop down some trees and make a make a shelter to make it through the night but survivalism for me was you know and still is you know that word that word denoting that it's something that you do until you're rescued you know I I I try to practice and develop survival skills because you know there's you know, like right now, we're going through this this phase of normal not being normal anymore. Normal is changing, and for me, survival was and still is, you know, somewhat defined as that thing you do to until you can get back to normal, right? And and we're not going back to normal. Alright, normal, what was normal two months ago, three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, is not going to happen anymore. So I don't look at it as a survival situation. Alright? But I, I try to develop those skills and I try to I try to look at it from an earth-based and a primitive-based mindset because you know ultimately our our financial systems are you know on shaky ground our our you know our our social systems our electrical grid there's there's so much stuff about our modern society that's on eggshells right now that it it, it is possible that it could collapse at any minute And the and in my mind the ultimate the ultimate backup plan is nature. That nature provides for all of man's needs, not all of man's greeds. And and to be able to tap into that, you know, like right now, you know, we just bought a house. So we're tearing up the backyard. We're putting in gardens. We're we're putting plants in the ground. We're, you know, we're we're you know, we're doing our best to to figure out this whole uh, gardening thing. You know what I mean? To to get to get 
instead of depending upon Walmart to provide all of our food, you know, you know, I go to work every day, I earn a wage, and then I take that wage to, to Walmart so that I can buy food for my family. But maybe instead, I just go to the backyard and I get my food from there and cut Walmart out of this equation. And there's however many hundreds of dollars a month that I don't have to worry about Walmart providing for my family. You know what I mean? I can just walk out to the backyard, grab some tomatoes and some peppers and some lettuce, or I can go down to the cellar and, you know, get the stuff that I've got stored down there in the winter, you know, and see where I'm going with all this and, and cut, cut the food system out of, out of my life. You know, it's still there. It's something that I can fall back on. But ultimately, knowing where my food comes from, knowing what goes into my food, that, that's a, for me, that's a health thing. Knowing that Monsanto didn't spray glyphosate all over my fruits and vegetables that I'm, not only am I putting in myself, but I'm putting in my kids. You know what I mean? But if something were to happen, yeah, and, and it, yeah, it's, it's by my conspiracy theorist nut getting tightened down a little too tight, but. It's a possibility, you know. Look throughout, look throughout history, not just, not just American history, because it's happened throughout American history as well. But the history of civilization, in total, it has happened a lot that a, a civilization has fallen, it has broken up, it has fallen apart, it has ceased to exist. And something else has risen from the ashes. Alright. Now I don't necessarily want to get into. You know. A debate on whether or not. Our country is strong enough to. Survive this thing or that thing. Or blah 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 blah. Alright. It's one of those arguments that. Whether you're right or you're wrong. You're not going to win. Right, it, it's not worth it's not worth the fight. It's not worth the effort of of hooting and hollering about who's right, who's wrong. You know what I mean? That time could be better spent getting prepared for the possibility of it happening. And and the beauty of it is that you know getting prepared for this thing that could happen maybe happen a slight possibility of it happening the beauty of getting prepared for something like this is that you become more self-reliant and you become more self-sufficient 
And for all of those people that hate their jobs, all of those people that dread Monday morning, Monday morning through Friday afternoon, and live for Friday night through Sunday night, with all those people that hate their jobs, with all those people that hate going out into public to go get food, to go get clothes, to go get whatever it is that they're going to go get and can't stand it because people walk around in their underwear at Walmart. To all those people that hate that, you should really look into being a prepper. You should really look into being a survivalist. You should really look into being a homesteader. And instead of spending all of your time and your energy and your focus on being super awesome at your job and working your way up the corporate ladder so that you can make more money you could focus that time and that effort and those resources on learning how to garden small livestock in your backyard you spend some of that time and effort and energy and resources on you know, making making some sort of a craft and, and going to the craft shows and 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 focus on reducing the amount of crap in your life and and you know selling your big giant house and buying a small house. Being more energy efficient. There's there's so many little steps that that are hidden away in this weirdo word of prepper. Because you hear the word prepper and you think of doomsday prepper and over-dramatized BS that Nat Geo made this word. And it's, it's not, you know, for me, it's not one of those things that, that should be based on fear. Yeah, there's some scary stuff that gets people motivated and turned on to this world and they carry that fear with them right but to talk to these people after the show okay there's there's a lot of editing and production that is put into these interviews to make them sound crazy because that's what that's what people tune into, you know. It's um, um, Tool, one of my favorite bands. Tool has a song called "Vicarious," and one of the lyrics in there is, "We all feed on tragedy." You know that there, there's, there's, there's nothing better in this world to know that you are not the biggest weirdo. 
know that there that there's somebody out there that is that is worse off than you then you know you're you're at least not as screwed up as that person whether it's the uh, the Tiger King or the Kardashians or or whatever at least you're not your problems aren't those problems you know and it and it adds some level of comfort to your life right but when you turn the TV off and you know it's whatever type of day you know what I mean whatever time of day and you just reach up there and you turn the TV off and you set your phone down and you start looking around and you go okay what would happen if it if it all stopped right this second right don't do it in a zombie apocalypse type of mindset start start very small you've got a very small number of basic necessities that you've got to take care of every single day and then beyond that it, it it's it's cake it's frosting it's the sprinkles on top okay you don't have to have cake or frosting or sprinkles cake is nice right I like cake a lot but it's not necessary right now that I've got my cake you know we'll make it a little bit better some icing a little bit of frosting you know chocolate cake with chocolate frosting on it Woo-hoo, yes right that's even better you know what's even better than that sprinkles chocolate syrup ice cream you know I can do this all day I'm fat right I know how to do dessert (laughs) all right but it's it's starting out little and I think that's that's where my problem was all of these years of of being a prepper of you know, I, I, I want to start out at zombie level, right? One of, one of those you know, uh, catchphrases, you know, that I've, I've developed over the last couple of years has been trying to go from zero to zombie as far as my, my preparedness level is. I wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm at zero now, but, but that ultimate level of preparedness being the zombie apocalypse you know not only you know not only is everybody dying around you but after they're dead they come back to life and they try to kill you so you've got you've got all of this horrible stuff going on society is collapsed there's no there's no economy there's no nothing going on everybody's dying your friends are dying, your family's dying, this horrible thing is going on. And in an effort to 
to keep their families alive and their tribes alive and their societies alive. Other groups of people are coming and trying to kill you. And they're zombies. <laughs> oh my good grief. This is everything that could possibly go wrong in this world is summed up in the zombie apocalypse. Right? So if you are prepared for the zombie apocalypse, awesome. I'd like to pick your brain a little bit. Just, you know, asking some questions, that kind of thing. Right? But it, it's it, it comes back to this minimalism thing for me. Because even even in the zombie apocalypse, even if you are at zombie level prepper. You've got, you've got the whole homestead thing going on. You've got rabbits and chickens and turkeys and geese and goats and and guinea pigs and all kinds of small livestock going on in your backyard. And you've got, you've got a garden as far out as the eye can see. You've got food taken care of. You've got a pond. You've got rain catchment systems, you've got, you are ultimate level homesteader. You have got it going on. There is still the possibility that an army of bandits comes along, raids your little village, your little homestead, and and kills everybody but you. And then they walk away. And now you've got you've got to figure something out. For me, that that's why primitive living skills and earth-based living skills and, and herbalism and, and physical fitness, these, 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 these basic things, being in tune with nature to the point that you know that, that this is food, this is poison, I can make cordage out of this. I can use this as bait. I can build this trap. I can catch a squirrel. I can catch a wombat. I can, you know, and and I can take these rocks and I can smash them together. And I can use these sharp edges to to uh, make a spear or a knife. And you know, I I can do all of this stuff with all of these natural components that are laying around right here at my feet. I'm not going to starve to death because I know all of these things. Okay. It's it's that mindset that I'm trying to develop. I've got, I've got a little bit of it started already, and I already feel so much more confident about myself and and my life and the direction that it's going. All right. While I'm still here, while this society still stands. 
while we're still all plugged into the matrix here and we're all living living that good life on on science and technology and modern medicine and stuff okay we're all here we're all doing this thing not necessarily on a mission to save it or fix it or or, or whatever whatever word fits in here best but instead to try and to try and do it different to try and to try and pause step back just a fuzz instead of instead of sprinting head first eyes closed and just blasting through every wall of of possibility and reality on to the next thing developing the next level technology and 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 all of this other stuff to to pause and step back and i hope that's what a lot of people have been able to do during this quarantine time is to stop and pause and and look at what we've done up to this point. You know what I mean? Look at what we've done up to this point. Positive and negative. Look at what we have done. Yeah, we've done a lot of really horrible, awful things. And not and not to get into the weeds with specifics and whatnot. Okay? But we've done a lot of really horrible things. We as a society, we as a species have done a lot of really awful things. And we've we've learned from these mistakes. And you can put whatever word you want in here. I'm I'm gonna say I'm going to say Mother Nature, you could say God, you could say Tao, you could say Krishna, you could say Buddha, you could say the government, you could say science, you can say whatever word here. But we've been given this opportunity to pause and reflect, alright, most of us have other people like myself have been deemed essential and we haven't had the, the time to lounge around the house all day and draw unemployment and economic stimulus stuff I gotta go to work right not, not that my job is too terribly strenuous I have to sit here and, and move the steering wheel from side to side from occasion.
know, now that I think about it, nothing about my life has changed. <laughs> I'm still sitting here. I'm still staring at the windshield. I'm still thinking deep thoughts and trying to figure out a way of putting these thoughts into action, you know. Anywho, I hope that's something that we've all been able to to stop and pause and reflect and, and you know, take a step back and really look at the things that we've done, you know, whatever, whatever your viewpoint of human history is, you know, some people think that it's only 6,000 years, science and evidence shows that, you know, human history goes back hundreds of thousands of years, right? In all of that time, look at the things that we have done. And adjust your life accordingly. Right? Don't go out and and start yelling and screaming and protesting about, this is what went wrong and you will all follow me because I am right. Don't do that. Right? If, if that's what you're getting out of what I'm saying, then you need to turn this off right now. And you need to never, ever listen to another word that I'm saying. Okay, please, go away. And, and maybe, maybe what I'm suggesting is... Is maybe an, another extension of the self-quarantine thing. That instead of instead of spending all of our time trying to prove each other wrong and ourselves right, that thing that works for you, awesome, high five, man. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Catholic. I don't believe in any of that stuff. But because it's made your life better awesome 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 I will high five and hug and and whatever I, well maybe I won't because you know, social distancing and all but I'm I'm right there man I, I, I want to I want to give you a hug I want to praise you I want to congratulate you I want I want everybody to know how happy you are and how awesome you are because of this thing that you found. I'll even help draw attention to you so that the people that want to know more about you and the thing that you're doing to make you happy, they can learn more about it too and you can talk to them about it. You can form your own little group and you guys can work on that stuff together. But so long as you keep it there. You know, you can throw out little buzzwords like Jesus saves or whatever and attract more people to your group and that's awesome. I think that's great. But where the line gets drawn is that you shouldn't stop other people from living their lives. You shouldn't stop other people from 
from doing the same exact thing as you have done. You found this cool thing and it made your life awesome and you're working on you know, this group of people becoming better just like you and you're feeding off of each other's energy and you're building each other up and that's an awesome, awesome thing. I'm not going to lie. I dig it. I will praise and support and I will do everything that I can to make sure that you do even better. But you you can't stop other people. You can't force other people to follow in your footsteps. It doesn't matter who it is. Strangers, family, your kids. I lost however many decades of my life in my own spiritual quest because the generations before me forced me to believe what they believed. Okay. Alright. I'm going to stop. I'm get myself all worked up. and Alright. Plus, I only want to do hour-long episodes. Plus, my delivery is coming up. Uh, a lot of a lot of forces working to the point that I've got to stop this episode. Alright? So, if you could, please, please, pretty please, with lots of sugar on top, right? search for the hashtag Dow of Rich. Alright? I'm going to put that in all of my content on my uh, on my YouTube, on my Twitter, I am probably going to do the whole blog thing over on Facebook just because it's free and I don't have to set up a website or anything, right? Search for that hashtag. Should take you to my content. Once you are there, like, follow, and subscribe. There's two big favors that I need for you to do. I need for you to share this with a friend. And I need for you to interact with me. Okay? Give me a thumbs up. Interact with me. Say hi. Okay? Share the hashtag around a little bit. Alright? And keep on keep on consuming the content. Let me know what you think about the show. Alright? I'm done. Hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the show. Like, follow, subscribe, share with a friend, interact with me, and I will talk to you later, man. Goodbye.